you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Hey, this is Owen. If you're comfortable, leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up. Hey, Owen. My name's Natalie. I'm from Georgia. And I just wanted to call because I saw the videos you made recently about David um, on TikTok. Uh, for context, I believe she's talking about... The fuck's his name? David... David Ladding. I believe she's talking about David Ladding. I did a video on him recently. I'll pop a picture up right here on screen for those of you who don't remember. Um, let's keep listening. I wanted to say that I do sort of know him. He goes to my sister's church. And uh, one of the things you said in your video was about you weren't quite sure what denomination he was. And I could just let you know he is Baptist. Um, my sister has said some pretty strange things about him. Apparently, uh, the church is in a cult, but he acts really culty and, like, actively shames people in the church for not being religious enough, even though he's just, like, a kid, basically. He feels, like, really called to preach. Um... Apparently, he's one of the more intense people in the church and makes a lot of uh, people really uncomfortable. So I just thought I'd share the information that I knew with you. It was great talking. Bye. I appreciate that. That's really interesting. For those who don't remember, let me just show you a quick clip of this guy. How much do you have to hate the people around you to say nothing about hell? I get shamed for spreading the gospel by my own Christian friends. I get shamed by many people I don't know on the other side of the screen. But let me tell you right now, bring it on, bro. Bring it on. I'm not going to stop. I don't care about your words. They're nothing. They're nothing. But God's, God's words are everything, and I will not stop sharing them. Come out of it. Somebody taught him this stuff. I don't know who. Maybe his parents. He was using a lot of really common and intense logical fallacies and information control and thought control ideas that are spread, memes that are spread through churches like that. So he may not be from an extreme church, but somebody in his life turned him that way. I have to wonder if it kind of got away from the person that was teaching him to be that extreme and they themselves aren't. I don't know. Kind of interesting. But I appreciate the voicemail. Um, of course, we have to treat this with a level of skepticism because, you know, it's unverified. But it's interesting either way. It, it, you know, if it's true, it would be an interesting fact uh, to know that this guy was from a less extreme church. Hey, sorry. I've left multiple voicemails before. Don't You don't have to listen to all of them. But... Um, Today, this is my first day back at school, Catholic school, and my teacher gave us an essay to write about, um, basically a debate over whether homosexuality is like ethical or like okay or not, which is such a stupid thing because obviously it's completely not tied to morality at all, just like any sexuality, and like I'm, I'm gay, and everybody in my class knows I'm gay, and so I got pissed at the teacher. <laughs> I came home, I was really distraught. My mother said that I could switch schools, but it's my senior year. But I just don't, 
Do you think it's sensible to switch last minute like that just for the sake of my own mental health um, and for being and to be able to be at a Catholic school? Like, I've never been to a public school in my life. I don't know if that sounds crazy or this is stupid. I probably should not have called. Good day. I appreciate that. I can tell in your voice that you are distressed by the situation. Let me just put this out there. Your mental health is worth anything. If you need to switch schools to preserve it, then do it. I wish that Catholic schools didn't have the latitude that they do to basically say anything they want with no repercussions at all. They can say anything. Just like with homeschooling, you, t- you can tell them anything. As long as they can basically pass state testing, it doesn't matter. They don't give a shit if they're teaching that evolution is fake or, or that being gay is wrong or any of that shit. As far as switching schools, as I said, your mental health comes before all else, period. If you feel that you need to switch schools, then do it. Public school and private school, generally, speaking operate in pretty much the exact same way i mean it depends on the schools and things like that but for the most part you know you have your your periods and you have your lunch and your different classes and your different teachers it all kind of comes together in a similar way so it wouldn't be a terribly big culture shock i would be willing to bet again i don't know which school you're going to so i can't say if it would be or not But I would venture to guess it wouldn't be a a massive culture shock if you switched. With all that being said, my advice would be to stick it out until the end. But I obviously don't know where your head is at after having to deal with something like that. You're the only one that can come to that determination, whether or not it's a good idea for you to switch. I would say making it to the end would be ideal. But if you have to get out, you have to get out, and nobody would blame you for that. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Really, I am. I hope that things get better. Hi, Owen. This is Master G from Alabama again. Have you heard that people are taking horse medicine to counter COVID? These nutterbutters are actually taking horse medicine. Okay, I, I gotta say, absolutely love the use of the word nutter butters there. I, it, on point, absolutely on point. I heard that term on David Pakman recently, and I've been trying my hardest to work it into my vocabulary. Although I recognize that it's an insult, and I have a policy against insulting generally, so I, I try to use it sparsely, but I do love that term. They're against the vaccine, but hey, taking horse medicine is fine. Mississippi alone... 70% of their poison control calls have been about horse medicine. What's your thoughts on that? Still love your show. Bye. Appreciate it. Actually, it's even worse than that. I mean, check this shit out. I found this article on uh, APnews.com, the Associated Press. It's an AP article titled, Anti-Parasite Drug Used on Arkansas Jails Inmates for COVID. Holy shit. They are actually using ivermectin this horse medicine to cure or treat or prevent i don't know covid for prison inmates what information could they have given the prison inmates 
that would have allowed them to make an informed decision about this. There is no informed decision with prison inmates. I have news for you guys. Some of you probably know this already. Prison inmates are legally considered slaves. They're slaves. Slavery was not abolished in the United States. Slavery was abolished except for prisoners. It's specifically, explicitly mentioned in the amendment to the Constitution that banned slavery. Slavery is banned in the U.S. except for prison inmates. They use them as slave labor all the time. It's fucking disgusting. I just want to put that on record. But I wanted to just glance at this article real quick. Um, these slaves were incapable of making an informed decision for themselves because they're cut off from the outside world. They're cut off from any information, really. They, they have no ability to make decisions for themselves. They have no rights to make decisions for themselves either. Let's give the article a read and see what it says here. Inmates at a Northwest Arkansas jail have been prescribed ivermectin to combat COVID-19, despite warnings from federal health officials that the antiparasitic drug should not be used to treat the coronavirus. Ivermectin is actually an antiparasitic drug, as it mentions here. It's not just uh, horse medicine. They also have human doses that takes care of lice and some other parasites, ticks maybe. I have to assume, I have to hope, they weren't giving them the horse variety. I hope they were actually giving them the, the human variety, the human dosage. Either way, why? Why would they do this? My God, what's the point? There's no evidence to suggest that ivermectin does anything for the virus. This is another hydroxychloroquine situation. There was no evidence to indicate that hydroxychloroquine would help. Originally, scientists were speculating, suggesting maybe we should look into this, and they were doing studies on it, and Trump jumped the gun and decided to promote it without having the evidence he needed. And now that he's promoted it, he has to dig his heels in and insist that it works. People taking fish tank cleaner and stuff, the fish tank version of hydrochloroquine, because Trump told them that it would cure them. But it gets even worse than that. You guys know Glenn Greenwald. I don't know if you've heard of this guy before. He was a progressive. He was actually really, really good. He's a reporter. I think he started The Intercept, the news network, The Intercept. He's the one that broke the prism article like the prism story you guys remember back in the day edward snowden this was the guy that edward edward snowden gave the information to all of the nsa documents and stuff that revealed that the nsa was like spying on everybody this is the dude on the right here who broke that story he was a progressive hero for a while he was really really good but he went on fox news not not this time that we're about to watch, but recently he went on Fox News to talk about Afghanistan and his support for Trump. This is another appearance on Fox News that he made about ivermectin, and I wanted to give this short clip a watch. This clip's actually from another channel. I, they added some edits in, but I couldn't find the Fox News clip outside of it, so we're going to watch this one. Check it out. Ivermectin, that's the current debate. It's a therapeutic that many are saying is somewhat of a miracle drug. So what this guy did here by saying many are saying, listen again. It's a therapeutic that many are saying is some 
many are saying. Those are called weasel words, where you're not citing any sources. Who are these many that he's talking about? Those are weasel words, and that's a problem. When people say many are saying, you should automatically distrust. That many are saying is somewhat of a miracle drug. Perhaps we'll see if it works out in treating COVID-19. But even the idea of ivermectin, Glenn, is totally pushed off of social media. I mean, you will get banned. You'll get you'll get red flagged. Brett Weinstein, for example, has had his podcast almost kicked off of YouTube for even considering that ivermectin could be a good potential therapeutic. That's because there's no evidence. There is no evidence that ivermectin can be used as a treatment for COVID. What are these people thinking? This is so fucking irresponsible. Like the voicemail caller said a minute ago, like 70% of poison control calls were because of ivermectin in one specific state. What is wrong with that? And what's wrong with Brett Weinstein? What is he fucking doing right now? Are you kidding me? What is he doing? He is so destructive by doing things like this. What, what was he thinking? Seriously. Let's keep listening. Good potential therapeutic. Now today, it's announced the University of Oxford, Oxford is testing ivermectin as a possible treatment for COVID-19. Yeah, obviously. Of course they are, because people are claiming that it is a cure for it. They did the same thing with hydroxychloroquine. They need a study to show people that they're full of shit, that it's not helpful, or to show that it is helpful, one of the two. They need the scientific evidence because guess what? It's not there right now. We have no evidence for it. People shouldn't be promoting this or taking this until the evidence is there. The fact that Oxford is doing a study right now on it should tell you it's premature. What the fuck are you doing? Let's keep listening. I can't help but avoid the idea, Glenn, that these stories are connected. It's all coming back to some sort of mind control. Why can we not even consider possible alternatives to, I guess, what is endorsed by Big Pharma? Oh, we can consider possible alternatives, but we need the science in place. We need the information, the knowledge, before we just start telling people to go out to their local fucking farming store and buy horse dewormer and start taking it. What are you thinking? My God, this is fucking crazy. Uh, oh, yeah, and uh, this is the part where Glenn Greenwald, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, guy who broke the Edward Snowden story, progressive hero, stands behind Fox News. Ready? I think you put your finger on exactly the point. Um, when you say that some people say this is a potentially effective treatment, by some people, what you're referring to are medical doctors and scientists. No, no, he's not referring to anybody. He said some people. Those are weasel words. And I'm guessing Glenn Greenwald probably knows that, which is why he zeroed in on that one phrase that the guy used. As credentialed as anyone, including Dr. Fauci. Who? Please give me names. Write them down. Give me their credentials and we will hash it out. We'll figure this out. It's sad and it's disturbing and I honestly don't know how to stop people from getting themselves killed. Next, we're going to talk about a prominent QAnon figure's date for when their leader, Donald Trump, will return. Spoiler alert, the date already came and went. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com.
A lot of you guys may have heard of the QAnon leader named Dave Hayes. I've talked about him before. He is basically one of the foremost figures in the movement that interprets, quote-unquote, QAnon messages. So Q used to post a long time ago on 8chan and other places, and he would interpret what these posts were saying, like they were kind of cryptic or whatever. Back in May of 2019, there was this article written about him on rightwingwatch.org. The title of the article was Dave Hayes, Q's promised mass arrests will happen within a year and will destroy the Democrats for a generation. Like I said, this was May 2019. We're a little over two years past it now. Uh, I guess like 25 months, 26 months, somewhere in there. But I wanted to read this article about it and then watch the accompanying clip to give you a little context for who this guy is because he's had more to say recently. Just in the past like couple of weeks, he had some things to say on this subject. So let's read this article by Kyle Mentila on Right Wing Watch and see what it and see what it has to say. Dave Hayes, a Christian author and online activist known as the Praying Medic teamed up with Trump-loving MAGA activist Brendan Dilley for a joint broadcast on Saturday, during which Hayes predicted that mass arrests of prominent Democrats and thousands of business, media, and entertainment leaders will happen within the next year, which he said will destroy the Democratic Party for a generation. Hayes has been one of the leading proponents of the QAnon conspiracy theory, which claims that the Trump administration insiders have been dropping hints for years about a supposed plan to take down the deep state and its worldwide satanic blank network, and his videos promoting and explaining QAnon's cryptic postings have racked up hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube. A key component of his conspiracy theory is the idea that the Trump administration has already filed tens of thousands of sealed indictments that will one day soon be unsealed as thousands of high-ranking officials are rounded up, tried, and executed. Check out this clip that goes with it. This is Dave Hayes next to Brendan Dilley, as the article mentions. Let's give this a watch and see what they had to say for themselves. Q has often said, especially over the last six months, this is going to be the end of the D party. Yeah, I believe that. The end of the Democrat party. Okay, now, if you are, you know, average person listening, watching Q, like, what do you mean the end of the Democrat party? The Democrat party is not gonna end. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay, so again, this was said in May of 2019, years ago at this point. The things that he's saying are going to happen should have already happened, according to him. He said it like in the next 12 months. Let's keep listening. What do you mean the end of the Democrat Party? The Democrat Party is not going to end. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I'm going to explain to you how the Democrat Party is going to end. What we are going to see in the next year unrolled is likely hundreds of members of Congress, most of them Democrats, some Republicans, all right, they're going to be arrested and they're going to be prosecuted for corruption. Q said that people in Congress were warned the storm is coming and they were told if you are playing the game and you are in Congress when the storm hits, you're going to be prosecuted which is why we had a near record number of people who did not run for re-election in 2018. I love this. They're retroactively going back, and they, so they start with this c conclusion, and they work backwards from there. They're 
finding all of the evidence that they need to prove this conclusion. This is a logical fallacy that they're using. This is a form of bias. Let's keep listening. Your election in 2018. Little Bob Corker most, was like, I gotta go. Most of them Republicans. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I cut this clip down a lot because this dude on the left, what was his name? Um, Brendan Dilly. He's actually like obviously annoying the praying medic here on the right. This is Dave Hayes on the right, the praying medic. This guy on the left is obviously kind of frustrating him because he keeps interrupting him with kind of half-assed stupid jokes, but <laughs> let's keep listening. The vast majority were Republicans because they knew this they weren't they weren't playing. They knew that this was serious. <clears throat> so 55 members of Congress bugged out and didn't like See, Jeff Flake, he mentioned. See, they're going back and retroactively finding evidence to prove the conclusion that they've already come to. When you do that kind of thing, it leads to absurdity. You can find patterns in anything, absolutely anything. You guys remember the face on Mars? The first few pictures, like the first high-res pictures that we got of Mars, I think like in the 90s or something like that, people saw what looked like a face. And there was this massive media buzz about it. Just everybody was talking about the face on Mars, face on Mars. Oh, my God, there are Martians, blah, blah, blah. Turned out, after zooming in a little bit closer, it was just a mountain range, nothing more. That's what happens when you look for patterns in things, exactly like what this guy is doing right now. They're looking for patterns to affirm what they already believed. It leads to absurdity every time. Because they were... Jeff I'm out of here. I gotta go. <clears throat> Jeff Flake and a lot of other people. I think my oven's on. They they <laughs> they saw the storm coming and yep. they were like, "Okay, I'm out." They were cut a deal. You get out, you won't be prosecuted. If you stay in, the hammer's going to fall on yes. you. You're going to be prosecuted. So I guess they believe that Donald Trump made this deal with them, um, according to like their interpretations of Q's messages or whatever. I mean, who's going to be dropping the hammer? No nobody else but trump right i mean he would be the only person in power that they seem to trust that could do something like this says the trump administration insiders have been dropping hints for years about supposed plan to take down the deep state the trump administration already filed tens of thousands of sealed indictments that one day soon will be unsealed as thousands of high-ranking officials are rounded up what happened? What happened? He specifically said in the next 12 months. That's what this guy said. 12 months. And here we are, two, almost two and a half years later. It never happened. Is he going to, like, apologize for this? Is he going to admit he's wrong? I mean, what? Give us something here, please. I'll take anything. No, he didn't do any of that shit. Guess what? August 2021... Now, two and a half, almost two and a half years after saying that and being wrong about it, he had something else to say. Check this shit out. But I think that Trump clearly understood that Biden and the people who are controlling him are fools, number one. Mm -hmm. So you have foolish people who are going to do stupid things. And I think Trump planned on them doing a lot of stupid things. Trump set up the withdrawal from Afghanistan. I think that he planned on Biden botching that somehow. Okay. Um, why did Trump schedule that to happen during Biden's administration? Why didn't Trump withdraw from Afghanistan 
two years into his presidency instead of scheduling it for three months after it ended. Why did he do that? Was it simply because he didn't want the optics? I mean, what's an extra year in Afghanistan going to do? What's an extra two, three, five years going to do? Nothing. We've been there for 20 fucking years. There's nothing that we could accomplish in the next year that couldn't have been accomplished in the previous five. It was a waste of our time to be there as long as we did, and a waste of human lives. Why didn't Trump withdraw from Afghanistan completely, like Biden is doing right now, three years ago? Why? Because he didn't want it on his record. He didn't want those optics. He put more people's lives at risk and burned through more of the federal money staying there instead of withdrawing just because he didn't want it to look bad on him. That's shameful. But anyway, let's keep listening to Dave Hayes here. However, however he was going to botch it. I think Trump knew that Biden would make the wrong moves. Now, Biden basically followed the plan that Trump had already laid out because it was a pretty straightforward plan already written. I mean, it, it was just withdrawing people, drawing down troops, pulling them out, bringing them back to the U.S. That's about it. I'm not sure, you know, what Biden did that Trump wouldn't have done that caused this gigantic mess. Like, if Trump had been in power, what would he have done differently that wouldn't have caused a gigantic fucking mess? Please, tell me. I I'm interested. I'm listening. In the comments section of this video, tell me what Trump would have done differently than Biden that wouldn't have led to a gigantic clusterfuck. Let's keep listening. I think the opportune time for the military to end this, this charade would be after Biden has been removed by the 25th Amendment. Charade? We're talking about a charade now. The military is going to end a charade. What's he talking about? 25th Amendment. Because then uh, if the military stepped in and intervened, uh, if they made the big reveal about devolution, they would not be removing Biden from office. It would not be a military coup. That's what he's going on about. Now we know. He, th he still believes, delusionally, that the military is going to step in, kick Biden out of the presidency, and reinstate Trump. This guy unironically believes the military is going to make Trump president again. Because mm. Biden would have been removed from office by Kamala Harris. And if they step in after Biden is gone, but before Kamala is inaugurated, there is no commander in chief. You have an acting president, but she hasn't yet been sworn in, right? So if Kamala hasn't been sworn in, you, you don't really have a commander in chief. It isn't a military coup. Uh, I think that that would be the opportune time. I suspect that that's probably when the reveal is going to happen. Has this guy been right about literally anything this entire time? I mean, we went all the way back to May 2019, and he was making false prophecies, essentially, back then about Trump basically indicting, like, tens of thousands of people, you know, these sealed indictments and everything, and all these people being arrested for all this stuff, and the Democratic Party is going to be completely erased off the map because there's so much corruption, blah, blah, blah. None of it ever happened. Here we are, dude is in August of 2021, still making these absurd, 
fucking predictions. Does he ever think to himself, you know, I better not say this because it, it may actually be incorrect. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe I should just withhold the information until I get all the facts. Does that ever cross his mind, do you think? I bet it doesn't. I bet he just says whatever he wants. The reveal is going to happen. That military will step in, announce what's going on, uh, potentially declare martial law in D.C., make a bunch of arrests, uh, and then whatever happens with, with Trump returning to the Oval Office, whether it's a new election, whether they just inaugurate him, I don't really know. This guy lives in a delusional world. Sadly, as one of my commenters pointed out, actually, the guy lives in the same reality as us. He just believes he lives in another and is wielding power and affecting our shared reality. This is a problem. That's not the only clip, though. This guy actually went off about the vaccine, of all things. Uh, this one was from August also, so not that long ago. Both clips came out around the same time. He was on the Greg Harvey show. So let's check this out. What if Trump encouraged and allowed vaccine manufacturers, uh, FDA, the CDC, to basically just ignore all of the normal precautions and safety mechanisms and get these vaccines out here, uh, make them publicly available, knowing that they would at some point engage in unlawful conduct. Uh, what? So he, he's speculating. First of all, speculation is a bad idea. It takes you down a bad road and you shouldn't do it basically ever. Speculation serves no useful purpose and it, it can only do harm, generally speaking. But this guy is speculating that Trump intentionally allowed people to release something that he fully knew and was fully aware was dangerous and was not being tested enough because he wanted them to break the law and hurt people. That's his speculation? Does he think this makes Trump look good? I don't get what the motivation here would be, but if Trump really did do that, I would want Trump arrested. Or willful misconduct, you, you could call it. Well, they have. They've blown by two years of uh, testing, right? No, that's inaccurate. They have not blown through two years of testing. The vaccine did go through its clinical trials appropriately. I, I remember they were working on a vaccine for this in January of 2020. I remember hearing that Moderna had, had gotten basically the genome of the virus and was working on a vaccine for it. They already had stuff in production. Basically, the entire wait time that we had for the vaccine was for testing and clinical trials, almost all of it. They already had the vaccine worked out for the most part pretty early on but mass production was a bottleneck and the clinical trials was another bottleneck that's just complete bullshit misinformation well they have they've blown by two years mm -hmm. of uh testing right no right right so if they engage in willful misconduct the immunity that they normally get is then not available to them and they are then liable for damages really so you're so 
This guy's saying that the vaccine manufacturers are liable for damages and Trump wanted to set it up that way. Trump is like orchestrating this big like a fucking puppet master pulling the strings behind the scenes to make Pfizer and Moderna and all of the other, you know, vaccine corporations pay damages to people instead of preventing misconduct in the first fucking place. Trump could have saved lives by making sure that the vaccine was safe and done appropriately. I mean, it was released under his watch, right? But instead, this guy's saying that Trump actually set out to let these people release something that was dangerous so that they had to pay damages. What kind of fucking nonsense is this? This is a nonsensical mess. This is what happens when you start with a conclusion and work backwards from there. This is what happens. This is where it takes you. They engage in willful misconduct. I think there's a, a high likelihood that the vaccine manufacturers have engaged in willful misconduct. And I think that if, if, uh, if a couple of plaintiffs knew where to look, they could find that willful misconduct. Mm -hmm. They could go to court and they could probably get uh, some checks with a lot of zeros on them. See, this is an unfalsifiable claim, once again. He's kind of telling us to disprove a negative, if you will. Kind of like the black swan fallacy. There is a problem in here. There's a problem with the vaccine. And if somebody found it, they could sue for the damages. He's basically saying, there's a problem with the vaccine. I know there is, and you have to prove me wrong. Given the fact that we know that, that Trump has previously held sort of a, uh, a dim view of vaccines. It doesn't make sense for him to be pushing the vaccines the way he does. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Let me just give you a quick primer on it. Basically, Trump has been hesitant to shout out the vaccine for some ass backwards reason. Uh, and some reporters went to a press briefing at the White House recently and asked, what, what's her name? They asked Jen Psaki, I think, um, Biden's press secretary, if she would appeal to Trump and ask him to shout out the vaccine. And she basically said anybody with a big platform should be encouraging people to get vaccinated. I'm not going to specifically go to Trump and get on my knees and beg him to. If he wants to be a decent human being and save people's lives, then he'll do it of his own free will. And honestly, I couldn't have possibly thought of a better solution. She's exactly right. The, the White House should not explicitly ask Trump to endorse the vaccine, because if he came out and endorsed the vaccine after they specifically asked him to, you know, all of his weird little supporters would come out and say, oh, he's only doing it because they coerced him to in some way or some other nonsense. So anyways, Trump comes out and he actually endorsed the vaccine at a rally recently. He was telling people they should get vaccinated and said he got vaccinated. Surprisingly, I couldn't believe that he was saying this. And he got booed. Dude got booed at his own fucking rally for this. I It blew me away when I saw this shit. I could not believe, like, the tail is wagging the dog now. He has lost control of the movement, if he ever even had control. His most ardent supporters only love him because he says what they love to hear. The moment he says something they don't want to hear, they back away. They don't want anything to do with it. They boo him.
I couldn't fucking believe that shit. So anyways, that's a little bit of context for what uh, the praying medic here, Dave Hayes, was saying. Let's listen to that little portion one more time. Given the fact that we know that, that Trump has previously held sort of a, uh, a dim view of vaccines, it doesn't make sense for him to be pushing the vaccines the way he does. And, you know, last night I, I started to think after listening to Dave, I thought, you know, Oh, here, you guys ready for this? It's gonna come up with another conspiracy theory. This is how they form. You speculate on something that you have no evidence for, no reason to believe. You just start from a conclusion and work backwards from there. Check out his conspiracy. What if he set them up? Mm -hmm. What if this whole thing is a freaking setup to take down Big Pharma, to uh, expose the deception of the CDC and the FDA and let the public see once and for all how corrupt these institutions and agencies are. That's a good point. To me, that makes a whole lot more sense. That makes a whole lot more sense than Trump is just trying to endorse the vaccine. Really? That's what makes more sense to you? This guy is so completely disconnected from reality. I can't even fucking see him from where I am. Really? What do we do when we have people that believe like this guy? This country is in a bad place right now, I have to say. When we have people like this endorsing ivermectin and, and shooting down the vaccine, theorizing and coming up with all these conspiracies about why Trump would endorse the vaccine, coming up with every reason in the world except for the fact that the vaccine is actually useful and good, we're in bad shape, guys. I said this earlier on a uh, listener question, but I want to say it again. It, don't get too wrapped up in this stuff. I know some of this can be stressful, and some of it can be intimidating and depressing. Don't, don't get yourself down. Don't let yourself get wrapped up in the disappointment that comes with people like this spreading the bullshit that they spread. We just have to keep on keeping on. Do your best and don't worry about the rest. The chips have fallen where they've fallen. We were dealt the hand that we were dealt, and now we have to play it. As an activist, that's all I can do. I have to focus on the next step that's ahead of me. I never let myself get stressed out over things like this because there's nothing I can do to change it except what I'm already doing. So just take one step at a time, take a breath, and keep on keeping on. Next, we're going to talk about Kenneth Copeland a year after his first failed attempt, claiming to have destroyed the virus all over again. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The next story I wanted to talk about is titled Kenneth Copeland, who said COVID was destroyed a year ago, is saying it again. This is written on 
the friendly atheist website by Hemant Mehta. So let's give this article a read and see what it says. Back in March of 2020, Christian scam evangelist Kenneth Copeland insisted that COVID was finished. He even spit on it and said the virus was destroyed. I have this clip and I covered this clip like back when it happened, I think March of 2020 or maybe April, somewhere in there. I covered it on my main channel, I believe. I want to give you guys a little bit of a refresher on this uh, to remind you of exactly how it went. Let's check this clip out and see what he said. When, when almighty, almighty, strong, strong south, wind, south wind, heat. You know, I don't, I'm sorry, this is, this is really entertaining to watch. Um, I don't criticize people's looks. I don't insult people. I mean, I've been known to do those things on stream when we're live. I try my best not to because I just don't like it. I don't think it's right to do, you know? Uh, morally, I have a, a, a moral aversion to doing those things. But I have to say, like, what's with this guy's face, really? I'm not saying he's ugly. That's not what this is about. He just looks like a demon. He looks like Satan incarnate. If I believed in God, I would believe that Satan sent a false prophet to rope people in. And, and that false prophet was Kenneth Copeland. It's just fucking bizarre, this guy is. His facial expressions, the language that he uses, the things that he says and does, the scams that he runs on people, they're just fucking weird. Heat! Heat! Burn this thing! Burn this thing! In the name of Jesus! In the name of Jesus! Satan, you bow your knee! Satan, you bow your knee! You fall on your face! You fall on your face! Imagine all of the, like, the older people sitting at home right now just eating this shit up. I watch Law & Order SVU from time to time. I've been kind of going through different series with my wife. We went through, like, The Walking Dead. We went through Breaking Bad. We went through Lost. You guys remember that TV show from, like, the 2000s? Really good show. Except the ending. That fucking sucked. But we've been watching Law & Order SVU recently, and in that show... Law & Order SVU, there's this detective, Elliot Stabler, who is constantly, every fucking episode, beating somebody up. He throws somebody in the interrogation room or in the jail cell, closes the door behind him, and beats their ass. And I, I, I think to myself, why is this show so popular? This guy is violating the human rights of these suspects. They didn't even have a fair trial. These people are just... Somebody that he thinks might have done something, doesn't know for sure, and he's beating their ass. And there are people at home watching this, enjoying it. What kind of fucking monsters sit there and enjoy watching a cop beat somebody up? What kind of a monster do you have to be to enjoy that kind of shit? And it's the same with this, with Kenneth Copeland. There are people at home watching him bang on this podium. On your face! You fall on your face. And they are eating it up. They're believing every word he's saying. They're buying it. They want more. They're sending this guy checks in the fucking mail, sending retirement funds, sending social security checks, because he asks for it. Because he says, if you send this seed money in, God will double it. God will triple it for you. All because he wants a private fucking jet. I haven't even gotten to the wrong part yet. Let's keep listening. 
face. COVID-19. COVID-19. I love how his hype men in the background all blew simultaneously. Like his his hype men in the background here, they're all kind of copying everything that he says. And when he blows, they blow too, I guess. I blow, I blow. the wind of God, the wind of God. On, you. on you. I wonder if the hype men in the background ever get confused about what he says, you know? Do, like, did, did, did Kenneth just say, go? Or blow. Which word should I use when I repeat him? The wind of God. The wind of God. On you. On you. You are destroyed forever. You are, you are destroyed, destroyed forever. And you will never be back. And you will never, never be back. Thank you, our God. Thank you, our God. Let it happen. Let it happen. Let it Cause it to happen. Cause it to happen. It depresses the holy fuck out of me to know that there are, you know, older people at home right now sending their checks in to this guy to do this kind of shit. This isn't even the only instance. He did this same type of shit to erase COVID like three different fucking times. He stood there on his program and told people to put their hands on their TV screens and he put his hand on the camera or whatever the fuck and said they're healed. Put your hand on that television set. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He received your healing. Yes. And I consider not my own body. Yes, I consider yes. not my own body. I consider not symptoms in my body. I consider not symptoms in my body. But only that which God has promised. Only, only that, that which God, which God has Only that what the Word has said. Only that, only that what the Word has said. And by His stripes I was healed. And by His stripes I am healed now. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed and the devil's trying to give me the flu. That's right. Or whatever else kind of thing he's trying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> healed and well. Yes. In the sweet name, in the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This is dangerous shit. This is damaging shit. When people get the false sense of security, thinking that they're safe from this illness, they're more likely to go out and do reckless shit. And he gave them that false sense of security. He is to blame for this shit. It's wrong. Anyway, let's keep reading the article and see what Hemant Mehta had to say. And yet the virus didn't listen. Who could have guessed? That must be why Copeland called into a service hosted by his daughter, Terry Pearsons, and her husband, George Pearsons, in order to let everyone know COVID was really destroyed this time. His evidence? Something about a blanket of blood and a golden cloud. Who knows? You try and make sense of it. This next clip is what Hemant Mehta was talking about. This is his daughter, apparently. I didn't actually know that. And this is... Uh, Kenneth Copeland's son-in-law, basically. Check this out. In, in this last clip here, this guy to the left of Kenneth Copeland, that's his son-in-law. I didn't realize that. That's his typical hype man that's always in all of his shows. I didn't realize that was his son-in-law. I mean, it makes sense. You know, nepotism kind of run in the family. Let's check this clip out. Again, this clip came out late August 2021. 
So last year, March 2020, that's when Kenneth Copeland went on his whole I'm going to destroy COVID through the TV screen tirade. And here we are, late August 2021. He's trying again, because I guess the first few times failed. He called in to his daughter's TV program on his network and said this. This morning as we pray, just suddenly I saw a blanket of blood. It rippled like it had like a slight breeze on it. And as I watched it, and I watched this blanket of blood, it was everywhere particularly over the United States and over our partners. So Kenneth Copeland is basically revelating here. He's giving revelation. He's prophesying kind of like, you know, like the people in the book of Revelation, the writer, who was it? I don't remember, John or something, Peter? I don't know. Anyways, the person who wrote the book of Revelation supposedly was being given all these visions by God of what was going to happen in the end times and so on and so forth. That's basically what Kenneth Copeland is claiming right now. He's being given a revelation by God. And this revelation is a blanket of blood is placed over the United States. I don't know why just the U.S. Aren't people in Africa and Asia and everywhere else entitled to health also? Why just the U.S.? I keep trying to apply reason and rationality and logic to people who don't have any. That's my number one mistake. Let's keep listening. Everywhere, particularly over the United States and over our partners everywhere. And then, just just this golden aura and cloud. Would you say golden shower? Is that the appropriate term for it? Is a golden shower what what you were seeing, Kenneth? right on top of the blood and then i then i realized that it came up out of the blood and then angels began to crisscross over uh, over the top of all of that and these golden rainbows came up out of that Mm. this is such a fucking mess this is really hard to interpret like i'm having a lot of trouble understanding what he's getting at here but again he's revelating he's basically writing a new book to the Bible right now. He's claiming that's what he's doing, essentially. He's claiming that the words that he's giving us right now, the visions that he's giving us, came straight from God himself and belong in a new book of the Bible. That's how serious Kenneth Copeland is about what he's saying right now. And I saw all of the healing the healing of lungs, the healing of lungs, and then the scriptures this morning as they came out of that song, and then and then the, the, the lungs and breathing you, breathing God down into our lungs. Breathing God down into our lungs. He saw the healing of lungs. I mean, this is largely just completely nonsensical. It's just fucking strange. Let's keep listening. Into our lungs and people rising up. And I knew in my spirit, and I said it out loud with my mouth, our breakthrough has come. And glory to God, the destruction, the final takedown of this synthetic virus that has been made by men as a weapon. Oh, so much to unpack here. Um, 
I'll, I'll get to the last sentence in a second, but essentially what he's saying here is he's cured the virus. That's what he's saying, right? And I knew in my spirit, and I said it out loud with my mouth, our breakthrough has come. And glory to God, the destruction, the final takedown. The healing had come. The final destruction of this takedown. He's saying he cured the virus this morning. That's what he's saying. It's over. Of course, this is late August, and, uh, you know, case growth is still up, so I guess he was incorrect. Does he think, before he speaks, does he worry that the things that he says aren't going to come true? Is that in the back of his head knocking around anywhere, or does he just say whatever he wants and just doesn't give a shit? I just don't get it. And as for the last sentence... Of this synthetic virus that has been made by men as a weapon. Just complete propaganda to be, from beginning to end. Nothing in his head but propaganda. That's it. I just, like, I would love to spend a day in his shoes using his brain to see where it takes me just to understand it better. It's just a very, very... It's so fucking odd. This guy is so out of touch with reality. It's fascinating to me. Let's keep reading the article by Hemant Mehta. This is Hemant Mehta speaking. It's destroyed, said Copeland, of a virus he declared dead more than 600,000 American deaths ago. His bizarre delusional fantasy sounds like he just spent time with Kat Kerr, and yet the audience in that room just ate it up like it was perfectly normal and true. What's the vaccination rate like in that audience? I'm guessing not that high. For more than a year, they've been listening to Copeland tell them the virus is nothing, only to witness countless people dying from COVID, and yet they're still listening to Copeland. That's religious brainwashing in a nutshell. Not even preventable death will steer these people away from their God-guided cult. It's pretty sad sometimes to realize just how brainwashed these people are. Not only do I wonder what Hemant Mehta said here, what's the vaccination rate like in the audience, but I wonder what the ivermectin rate is in this audience, too. I would be willing to bet that this audience is the same group of people that's taking horse medicine to cure the virus instead of the actual cure for the fucking virus, the vaccine. I said this earlier on a uh, listener question, but I want to say it again. Don't get too wrapped up in this stuff. I know some of this can be stressful, and some of it can be intimidating and depressing. Don't, don't get yourself down. Don't let yourself get wrapped up in the disappointment that comes with people like this spreading the bullshit that they spread. We just have to keep on keeping on. Do your best and don't worry about the rest. The chips have fallen where they've fallen. We were dealt the hand that we were dealt, and now we have to play it. As an activist, that's all I can do. I have to focus on the next step that's ahead of me. I never let myself get stressed out over things like this because there's nothing I can do to change it except what I'm already doing. So just take one step at a time, take a breath, and keep on keeping on. Next, we're going to talk about the people who plotted to kidnap the Michigan governor finally being sentenced, and it's a roller coaster. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. 
you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. A while back, I covered this story, this article, on the Friendly Atheist website. The title was, Alleged Whitmer Kidnapper Doesn't Want Anyone Hearing Him Say God Gave the Okay. Now, there's been an update to this story, so I wanted to go through the update. Basically, people are currently being sentenced for their roles in the kidnapping plot. But before we get to the update, I just want to give a little bit of a refresher on everything that happened. So let's start by reading this article and then we'll take a look at the next one. This is written by Hemet Mehta on the Friendly Atheist website. Last year, more than a dozen men were arrested for their attempted plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. One of those guys was Barry Croft, a right-wing militia leader of the Three Percenters Group who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Croft's arrest was particularly interesting because prosecutors and eventually a judge said he couldn't be trusted to be released until his trial date, and that's largely because he believed he had permission from God to commit murder. This guy was actually planning out this whole plot to bust into the Capitol, kidnap the Michigan governor, and it was being carried out by multiple people. I guess earlier in the year, there was a protest, I think an anti-mask protest or something like that, anti-lockdown protest, and they were there recruiting. And that's how the FBI got into their group, was by joining in when they were recruiting at this protest. And they started following them around and, you know, getting deeper and deeper into the group, basically infiltrated it. And finally blew the whistle when they were actually carrying out this plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. It was a pretty fucking big deal at the time. Let's keep reading. The media is now trying to access his statements to that effect, and his lawyers are doing everything they can to prevent that from happening. They don't want the world to know that, what was it again? Croft thinks God gave him permission to murder someone. Every extremist goes down this rabbit hole. This is the result of an ends justify the means mentality. This is what you get. People believe that it's okay to break the law, to hurt people, to do whatever it takes to accomplish your goal. An ends justify the means mentality is the weapon that cults use to justify atrocities. It's been like this for millennia. You don't wanna go down that road. So that's, uh, that's my basic summary of the story. Let's check out the, the update. This is on NBC News. The title is, Man Who Plotted to Kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer Sentenced to Over Six Years. This is written by Pete Williams. Let's give it a read and see what it says. A Michigan man who admitted taking part in an extremist group's plot to kidnap Gov uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer in retaliation for COVID restrictions was sentenced Wednesday to over six years in prison. The man, Ty Garbin, again, different from the guy we were just talking about. That was Barry Croft, the who I think was the national leader of the Three Percenters. This guy we're talking about now is Ty Garbin, 25, is the only person to have pleaded guilty out of the more than a dozen men facing state and federal charges 
stemming from the plot. Five of those charged in federal court pleaded not guilty and faced trial in October. I am so fucking glad we have the FBI to infiltrate groups like this, really. Holy shit. The FBI does some pretty fucked up stuff sometimes, but this is a situation in which the FBI was absolutely on point and did the right thing. Let's keep reading. U.S. District Judge Robert Jonker sentenced Garbin to 75 months in prison, followed followed by three years of probation and a $2,500 fine. I feel like that's not exactly enough time. I would like to see more. Um, they were literally taking part in a plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan. If somebody was doing that to the president of the U.S., what would, they, what would their charges be? Would it be more than six years? My God, I can't believe they got out of this with only six fucking years. During the sentencing hearing, Garbin apologized to Whitmer, who was not present. Quote, first, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to Governor Gretchen Whitmer and her family, he told the court. I've had a lot of time to reflect on my actions, and I never realized what my actions would have caused to her, but also her family. Suddenly he gives a shit about her family? What? This is fucking weird. I can't even begin to imagine the amount of stress and fear her family members felt because of my actions, and for that, I'm truly sorry, he said. Why is he so wrapped up in her family and how they felt about it? This is strange shit. Garbin also apologized to his friends and family. I never took into consideration the emotional effects that my actions would take on them as well, he said. And for that, I was truly selfish to not take into consideration my family members that have meant so much to me. He expressed a desire to continue to de-radicalize himself and help prevent others from becoming radicalized and going down the same path. That's good news. He's showing remorse, he's explaining why he knows this is wrong now, and says he wants to try to de-radicalize himself and others. That's good news. I wasn't there at the sentencing, I wasn't there in the courtroom, I didn't hear all of this stuff. I haven't been in the room when therapists have certainly talked to him. So I don't... I don't know if six years was an appropriate amount of time. Maybe he really is genuine and really has realized the error of his ways. If that's the case, I'm okay with reducing his sentence. I am in favor of rehabilitation, not punishment. I want to protect society from those that it needs protected from and rehabilitation, helping these people get back on their feet, clear their heads, get their heads screwed on straight, and re-enter society as healthier, safer people. That's what I want. That's my goal. If that's really what's happening here, then I'm in favor of it. I can't imagine the guy was successful in basically snowing, you know, how many dozens of court officers and judges and lawyers and therapists and everything else. Um, I would be okay with it if he was really on a road to recovery from extremism. That'd be fine with me. I, and I hope that's the case, but I guess time will tell. Let's keep reading. In explaining why he was granting a shorter sentence than federal guidelines called for, Jonker cited Garbin's concrete actions that showed he was taking responsibility for his actions. That's what's more impressive to me here, and not just the words of Mr. Garbin that he's abandoning this path, but the things he's done, concrete things he's done to demonstrate that he means it. Government lawyers said Garbin cooperated extensively with their investigation, providing a wide-ranging insider's view of the conspiracy, which they said evolved from planning to attack legislators at the state capitol to rehearsing a plot to kidnap Whitmer from her lakeside summer home last fall.
Wow, man. Like I said, if if all of this information I'm getting from this article is accurate, I'm okay with a reduced sentence. I want people to get better. Informed of the plot a year ago, Whitmer said, quote, I knew the job would be hard, I'll be honest. I never could have imagined anything like this. Prosecutors said four members of a militia group that called itself the Wolverine Watchmen joined two other men, Adam Fox and Barry Croft Jr., which is the guy we were just talking about, Barry Croft, a minute ago, guy who said he had permission from God to murder, in discussing the kidnapping plans and in what they called field training exercises, which included using guns and practicing how to breach a building. The men conducted surveillance of Whitmer's summer house both in the daytime and at night and discussed planting explosives under a bridge to slow police who would respond, court documents said. This is a concerning level of crazy. This is beyond crazy at this point. This is a full-blown domestic terrorist group who draws up plans and plots to kidnap and take out major public figures like politicians, government officials, and stuff. This is concerning. This is the kind of shit that we pay taxes for right here to make sure that these people are properly dealt with, like followed, tracked, and de-radicalized if at all possible. This is fucking nutty. Back to the article. Investigators said Fox proposed holding Whitmer for trial, quote-unquote, or putting her in the middle of Lake Michigan in a boat without a motor as a statement. You know, if they put her in the middle of Lake Michigan in a boat without a motor or without oars or anything, uh, she probably would actually die out there. Lake Michigan is fucking humongous. It's gigantic. Uh, let's see. How big is Lake Michigan? I misspelled Michigan. 22,000 square miles. Lake Michigan is 22,000 square miles. Put her in, the, in a boat in the middle of Lake Michigan with no motor and maybe no oars, presumably. I mean, that's, the, that's what I'm picking up here. No propelling device to get back. She would die out there. I can't imagine. I mean, maybe the police would be able to fly over and see where she was and pick her up in a helicopter or something. I don't know, but Lake Michigan's fucking huge. Their plan was to deal with her. Their plan was to take her out of power and put themselves in. Federal agents said state police arrested the suspects in October, moving in when the FBI became concerned that an undercover source who had infiltrated the group was about to be discovered. Oh, shit. Garbin's cooperation, prosecutors said, filled in the gaps in the government's knowledge by recounting conversations and actions that did not include the informant. Garbin became frustrated with Whitmer's COVID restrictions, when he faced a reduction in income as a mechanic, his attorney said. So he sought out other aggrieved people online and discovered the Wolverine Watchmen. Well, welcome to the fucking club, buddy. We all suffered from COVID and COVID restrictions and COVID everything. It wasn't the governor's fault. The governor, the president, everybody, the, the, the U.S. politicians generally are trying to get us out of this situation people just want somebody to blame here they want somebody to blame in this situation when ultimately there's nobody to blame having pandemics is part of the human race this is what it is we have virus dna in us we've always dealt with pandemics since the dawn of fucking time that's what this is we have to deal with this and instead of bitching about it, you know what I did? Instead of bitching about it, 
I did my best to slow the spread, to flatten the curve, wore masks everywhere I went, left my house as little as I possibly could, only went out for necessary things, work-related things, and food, and pharmacy, and doctor, and that's about it. That's what I did. I stopped going to the movie theaters, stopped going to do fucking anything. That's what an adult would do to help the people around them. Instead, this guy is frustrated with restrictions when he faced a reduction in income. Welcome to the fucking club. Everybody dealt with that. We didn't turn into domestic terrorists. (sighs) Like I said, dude's trying to get better. He provided concrete information and he had his sentence reduced. I'm okay with that. You know, if the guy's trying to de-radicalize, I'm okay with that. I'm just saying the premise of why he was upset in the first place is outrageous. We were all suffering. You aren't the only one. Let's keep reading. Federal sentencing guidelines called for a term of up to 17 and a half years. Attorneys for Garbin and the government urged the judge to take his extensive cooperation into account. Prosecutors recommended nine years. His attorney called for a sentence well below the guidelines. Both his attorneys and the government said that by agreeing to plead guilty and cooperate, Garbin put himself at risk of retaliation from extremist inmates in the prison system. Garbin willingly put a target on his back to begin his own redemption, prosecutors said. Oh, yeah, a lot of prisons are actually controlled by the Aryan Brotherhood, and yeah, it's not good. It's not good. And you know what the solution is in jail to problems with other inmates? Solitary confinement. That is not a solution. Solitary confinement is cruel and unusual punishment. We are social creatures. Removing the social element in our lives will destroy somebody. It will turn them literally psychotic. I I don't give a shit what you've done. You shouldn't be put in solitary confinement. It should not be used as a, a punishment or a negotiating tactic or any of that shit. It shouldn't be used at all. Ever, there should be another solution to inter-prison violence. You know, when I bitch about something, I feel like I should come up with my own solution. So let me, let me lay this one out for you. How about this one? What if you have the general population, just all of the people, right, in prison, and then you have another section of the prison, like one pod or one like wing of the prison or something that's designated for people who have problems with others. Basically, protective custody. That way, people in protective custody aren't completely alone, but they're not in with the rest of the, the people who are really causing them problems. And after that, if you're still having an issue with somebody, then you can be put into an even narrower protective custody. Maybe a single pod or a single cell with one other person who isn't going to cause problems for you. The problem is the prison systems don't want to resolve these issues. They don't give a shit. They think they deserve it. Earlier I was talking about Law & Order SVU, where the head detective is always beating people up, pulls a suspect into a room, and closes the door behind him and flips the camera off and starts beating their ass. And, and old people, like, get off on this. They fucking enjoy this shit. Why do people revel in this? It's fucking disgusting. We need to find a better way to treat prisoners because no matter what they've done, no matter what they have done, they're still humans, and they still deserve human dignity. They still deserve human rights and protections. 
I don't know. Hopefully this kid has learned from his mistakes and hopefully he can find protection that doesn't include solitary confinement because that is literal torture. I spent four years alone in a room with no one else, no other human contact. I watched live news coverage to have some connection with the outside world when I was 12 to 16, basically, is when this happened to me. It is not healthy. It's not good. It should not happen. I hope they find some other way to protect him that doesn't involve driving him to the edge of psychosis. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there. Second, you can support me by checking out my Etsy store. I sell 3D printed stands for every system from the original Nintendo to the Xbox One. And finally, if you want to support me in other ways, you can check me out on my other channels. I have the podcast channel, which is where I talk about whatever's on my mind. Politics, social issues, whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.